If you like shopping on Amazon, make sure to bookmark our associate link, nop.ink slash Amazon. Your support means so much, and a little bit goes a long way. Again, our link is nop.ink slash Amazon. Bookmark it today. One Lisa J here with another episode of No Pink Spandex. My guest today is a prolific author and writer named one of the Root.com's 100 Most Influential African Americans of 2020. She is author of the A Blade So Black series as well as the graphic novel Nubia Real One. Please welcome the writer of Power Rangers Unlimited Air to Darkness, L.L. McKinney. Welcome, Elle. Hi, thanks for having me. Listen, I have been fighting myself not to literally scream Black Queen as you come onto my show, because that is the trope that I do. Uh, Every time that your name is mentioned, I scream Black Queen, uh, because people need to put some respect on your name. So... Thank you. I am so excited for you, especially, because I'm going to just right off top, okay? Uh... You know you're making history, right? That's all I've been told. You know you're making history, right? I've been told. Um, um, it's still like it doesn't feel real. Um, but yeah. Okay, it's so let wild. me for the for the folks who may not be aware. Okay, I'm just gonna give a little history lesson. Okay, <laughs> in the almost 28 years. Yeah, 2021, because 20, yeah, almost 28 years that this franchise has been in its existence, okay? There are only a handful of Black writers, full stop, just full stop, okay? And then now you, ma'am, coming in, coming through, being the first Black woman comic writer, <laughs> Black woman like, let me tell you, when I heard about the announcement, I screamed, I hollered, I, I, I church danced, I was running through the pews. Like, it was. It yeah. was. So, I guess my question for you is, how did you end up writing the, the one shot? How did you land the gig? <laughs> I was on Twitter screaming about stuff, which is what I do. <laughs> I be on Twitter screaming about stuff, especially stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. And... I said that I want to write Power Rangers and a bunch of people were like, you should, you should, you should. And so they started like tagging Boom Studios. And then I got a message from someone who worked at Boom Studios, who was also a follower who loved my other work and was like, hi, we should talk. Um, That was Daphna, right? Daphna Plebin? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I turned into this nervous mess because I've been a Power Rangers fan since day one, right? You you wanted a day one. I'm a day one. I'm a day one. Like I was little in elementary school and I was high on my Sailor Moon tip, right? Because that mm-hmm. was when that was coming over to America and being dubbed. And so I'm in love with Sailor Moon. And then they give me a show with teenagers transforming with magic words and colors. And I'm, I'm just like, more, please. Yes. It was it was feeding that particular hole in my soul that I didn't know was there. And I've been a fan ever since. And so when I was told, hey, we have 
um, stuff that we're doing and, you know, new lines that we're trying to, you know, get started. Would you be interested? Yes. <laughs> I haven't even told you, which I don't care. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, and then I was told, uh, they, she asked, well, what's your favorite season? I was like in space. And she was like, ah, we just finished an in space, but we have this thing we're trying to do with astronomer. I'm there. I'm, I'm 110% there. And so we went back and forth a little bit on, you know, um, what it was that they were looking for right? with what it was they were trying to establish. They were trying to establish astronomer, who she was in becoming astronomer. And I got to make my fan fiction canon, which is essentially what happened. I got to write a story about astronomer that, because see, like I said, In Space was my favorite season and she's my favorite villain. So being able to take that passion and the storytelling that I had seen in different avenues and across video games, you know, 30 plus years of loving these kinds of stories and remembering that because Power Rangers is the first when I ventured into writing prose when I was a wee thing, the first thing that I wrote was Power Rangers fanfic. I didn't know what fanfic was and I didn't know I was writing fanfic because I'm over here thinking I'm being brilliant by writing these people in space <laughs> who are fighting this evil entity and they say these words and they transform into like these skin tight suits with helmets and swords and stuff. And I'm thinking like, you know, cause you're a 10 and it's like, people love this. Of course they're gonna love it. Look at TV. But it was all original characters, except for they were literally power. I called them something else. I don't remember what it was I called them, but that was my first foray into writing a full length novel. And to be able to come back to that, I fail at describing it because amazing, incredible, it, do, it doesn't do justice to the feeling, so. It is so wonderful to hear a fan of the show, like actually writing for it. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to hear. I mean, like we're now, you know, I'm assuming that we're gonna be, we're of a similar age. And so therefore <laughs> we are, what we've grown up with is now being mass produced and now being sold to folks who are not just us, but people younger than us, older than us, all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. And and normally, I think, I guess maybe, maybe what, a good 10 years ago, you would say like, oh, well, the people who are writing for us aren't really, didn't start out as fans. Like they're a little bit older, but now, but now we're the, 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 the people. Yes. <laughs> now we're the people yes. who are writing the things. So I'm just so happy for you. And, and cause you're black. Cause I just, <laughs> I mean. Because it was real. knee dead. It was knee dead. Okay. Yes, yes. It, it's just like my sisters have kids and they are falling in love with like the current iterations and things like that. So I'm the coolest auntie on the block right now. Awesome. Um, I am, because I'm in there with, you know, Wonder Woman and Black Widow and now Power Rangers and some video game stuff. So they're like, okay, Auntie Tracy, we see you. <laughs> And it's just great to be able to share this with them mm -hmm. and to be able to show them that if you love a thing and you want to be part of the thing, it's possible. Because I, even in writing that fanfic, I never would have thought that I'd be writing like actual Power Ranger lore and canon. Mm -hmm. 
because I like, I mean, just off top, you're not taught that writing books is a career, right? That's a exactly. hobby that you do and you might be able to fall into making it a career if you get lucky enough. And you have to have a plan B and what is your plan? Right. What is your plan B if this doesn't work out? What are you right. going to do? Yes. Like, and like up until right before, like 2020 was the first year where I was a full-time writer, um, where all I did was write. Like I, I, I was finally able to leave my day job um, and do this. And um, it's, I mean, 2020 was the year for all of us, right? So yeah, you chose a year. I chose a year. Yes, <laughs> I did. Oh, I imagine it would have gone a little bit differently if, you know, I had waited or done something else, but I, I don't think I could have. Um, but in all of that and getting together to do all of that, I never really... And in, in being someone young who saw these shows and saw these movies and read these books, it never occurred to me that I could be the person who created that. Like, of course, thinking back on it, yeah, someone's writing this. It's not just appearing. Books have to come from somewhere. Someone's making them. But, and I tell people in interviews just about my work in general, like the first, even with that Power Rangers thing, the f main characters, the first three, four books that I wrote were all about white boys because that's what I thought you had to write mm. to be published because that's what I read. Mm -hmm. Let alone seeing the people behind the books. Like I knew about like Anne Rice and Stephen King and Dan Brown and, you know, Agatha Christie and all these classic people and people who were, you know, writing books who were being turned into movies and shows at the time. They were all white. I didn't know about Toni Morrison and, 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 and Octavia Butler until college because um, my family read a lot of nonfiction. I was the only big fantasy person, you know? Mm -hmm. And so while we had like Baldwin and, you know, um, Douglas and, and Maya Angelou and other contemporary black authors who wrote non-genre stuff, not the Power Rangers and, you know, the, the, magic and so forth i would go to the library to get books on the the magic stuff because books is expensive <laughs> <laughs> and if a book was bought it was one that most of the family was gonna be interested in mm -hmm. you know you can't just be out here everybody gets a book no not unless it was your birthday and then i mean honestly i'm asking for toys because <laughs> i'm a kid so I didn't know that this was a thing that I could do. And being here and being able to show my sister's kids, I brought it full circle. I, I kept it, I kept it together. I didn't go off on too far of a tangent, but coming <laughs> back full circle and showing my sister's kids and other kids that you can be a part of the fandoms and the mediums that you love simply for loving them enough and for doing the work like working on your craft, writing those stories late at night when everyone else has gone to sleep, doing the thing that you love, it's possible. It's hard, but hard is different from impossible. Mm -hmm. I can do hard stuff, can't do impossible stuff. So it's just... <sighs> it's inspiring. It, it is inspiring. <laughs> it is. 
And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm trying not to toot my own horn, but at the same time, I'm like, yo! Listen, listen, if you ain't, who is? That's what I'm just saying. It's like, we are so used to, as not just women, but black women, we are so used to being like, all right, I'm modest, you know, I've done, yeah, I've done these things or whatever, but if you even named half of your accolades, right, Mm -hmm. and you just happen to look a different way, maybe white maybe a man you do you that man would be tooting his own horn till till the cows come home yeah Yeah. you're you're not wrong you're not wrong you're not wrong so we need to we need to toot toot and beat beat okay so i'm getting better at it though i am getting better (laughs) at it mostly because again my sister's kids still like no if if you do a thing and you do it well you need to tell the people exactly and let me tell you something let me tell you something this power rangers unlimited air to darkness you did it well oh so exactly let me tell you something because let me let, let i i'm not gonna lie not gonna lie you know, when one of our own get in there and, and, and write for our things, then you become the poster child of like, yeah. oh, well, if she don't do a good job, you can't give any other other person yeah. any other shot. It's done. You yeah. know, so like even even me, I'm just like, oh, man, I hope I like it. But no, it really I really enjoyed reading it from front to back. I, I, I read it like like twice already just to catch anything i'm just like all right and then this happened oh snap i didn't catch this so one of and i'm just gonna tell the audience if you have not read this right uh power rangers unlimited air to darkness out now if you haven't read it yet i'm gonna need you to just go read it and come back and listen all right because (laughs) spoilers spoilers are going to happen right now right now okay so, one of the first things that we see is a team that we're, that has not been prominent in Power Rangers. Uh, Flashman. The team <laughs> Flashman comes into play. So, uh, how, who chose what, where, and why? How? Yes, please explain. So, I actually had an idea with a different team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about what ended up not happening. Right. Um, cause I had a different team set up because, um, I was like, oh, there's this backstory with these other characters. Cause this is happening concurrent with, you know, what's going on on earth with Mighty Morphin and then stuff happening out with the Omega Rangers and so forth. Um, so I have an idea and I want to use this particular team. It wasn't Flashman though. And then we get back the uh, the news. They're like, that's a great idea, but we need this team for something else. Um, mm. But we're doing this other thing and this team right here would be great to serve the purpose of what we're doing future-wise and what you're needing to do with Astronema. And so they were like, is it okay if we, and me, I'm like, yo, it's your backyard, it's your sandbox. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here to play. Um, I'm a little bummed that we couldn't use the team that I wanted and the idea that I had for it. But again, this is not my backyard. I'm a guest here. So my story stays the same. Otherwise, this was just a fun fan thing for me, right? Mm -hmm. So Flashman um, wasn't my idea. And, but the, the team, a team being slain was, um, 
And so that's where you have the big overarching storytelling that's happening that I'm not fully privy to, because again, I'm a fan just reading all this other stuff as well. And then my story is part of it. And that was the connecting piece. So I'm hoping that I said everything that I was able to say without giving anything away. Um, because they like, this was a story beat where this was the one time where they were like, yeah, we need this to happen. And I was like, okay, cool. It, it's, it's no skin off my nose. I'm not upset about it. I really, I really do wish that we could have done the other thing. And I'm not gonna say what the other thing is because they might do it. I don't know. Right, um, right, right. I really wish we could have did it, but it might show up later, but this book is still amazing. So I thought it was cool that they brought in an element from a show that was kind of confusing, like an episode that was kind of confusing, but then, you know, sort of paying homage to what inspired what we got with Power Rangers. So um, it was, it was, it was really interesting and really fun. And just seeing, now I'm interested to see as a fan, what's gonna come of the use of both teams. Because instead of being like, oh, well, we could just throw any team in there. You know, it's like, oh no, this is what we're doing. I wanna see what y'all got planned. I, I'm ready to read the rest of the Power Rangers Unlimited and the other comics to see having been somewhat privy to the inner workings what's going on so okay now now i'm intrigued i love this i love this so again saying what i can say without saying anything listen i don't need you to get in trouble because we need them coins we need to keep coins okay (laughs) all right but this one shot in particular astronomer has been such a fan favorite not just in the tv shows but in the comics and and she's been written about before. Uh, she like there was a, I believe it was an anthology or an mm-hmm. annual where uh, they where Trey Moore wrote the Trial of Astronomer. Yep. So, were there any other pieces from either comics or anything from any other of the, like the games or what have you that influenced this story? It was mostly the show. Um, And I wanted my influence, I wanted there to be little hints of things here and there. Like if you did play the games or if you did read the comics, um, then it would be something that you could get and it would be fun. But if you didn't, it's not gonna kick you out, right? Um, Because I, I know for a lot of people, this might be an entry point for them to get into the comics. And if all they have is the show, then it needs to still be able to make sense to them, right? They need to know that this is when you have that episode where Astronomer's like, tell me again how you found her. And Eclipter is all, you know, moving around, which is what he does in the show. And he's like expositing and being super dramatic. Like I found you as a baby and raised you as my own. And that's just it. Like that's that's the line that we get about, you know, their background. And then um, you find out that it was Darkonda and he, those things that were really a big hit, the expanding things that they were playing with and using their telekinesis with, that was all, I wanted to base as much of the comic from what the show gave us as possible. And not just the show, but also the movies, because we get an introduction to Mal, who is Malgore from the Turbo movie. And his relationship with D, who is Divatox. So if you haven't seen that, you're not gonna miss it. But if you have, again, Easter egg. So it, w- it was really fun to 
sort of pick and choose what sections from other parts of the expanded universe I could use mm -hmm. um, while still maintaining that it's mostly grounded in the show because that's where a lot of fans are coming from. Because you have a lot of people who they've seen every single episode of every single season, but maybe they didn't read the books or maybe they didn't read the comics because you know comics aren't their thing. Or maybe they didn't play the video games because it was one of those things where you kind of had to be there. Um, so it's it's just, I didn't want to make it to where if you didn't partake, it was a detriment to your reading experience. Right, right. Can we, I'm going to just stick on these, um, these children that you write about, okay? <laughs> um, I am mad with myself that I did not pick up on that D was Diva Talks. I was like, I was mad. I was like, <laughs> you, this clever woman, you. And now I'm madder that I was just like, because um, I was like, okay, well, Diva Diva Talk's cool. So who is Mal? Who is Mal? Well, thank you for answering that. And then, and then, so then who is X? X is original character. He's the uh, only one in okay. the whole thing who has a name who I didn't pull from anywhere else. So okay. he's someone who can be utilized in the future for any number of things. Okay. Because okay. he's not from anywhere else. I'm that person where if the radio or the TV has numbers, the volume has to be on zero or five. Like that, <laughs> that's me. If it's on like 21, it's going to send me. I, it has to be 20. I don't care. If I can't hear it, it goes up to 25. One, two, three, and four do not exist, okay? <laughs> so I'm the, that's that's who I am. So I needed there. I know that I wanted Divatox to be there. And if Divatox was there, I know I wanted Mal to be there. So I was like, I need to, I need to round this out. There needs to be another one. So I created X. And he's ripe for the pickings. He can show up anywhere else. Will he show up anywhere else? Don't know. Um, if I get to do this again, and Lord Jesus, please let me be able to do this again. He'll probably show up again. But um, he's he's a wholly original character, which is amazing that I got to do that. <laughs> I and let me tell you something. Reading this one shot, it was so nice to see the relationship between Ecliptor and and K, as we call it, you know, because she, she's called K, uh, and and seeing their juxtaposition between like what Mal, I mean Malabar, what uh, Ecliptor is going through with Darkonda and, and and Dark Spectre, and then having uh, and then having Astronomer go through what she's going through with all these children, especially D. Okay, with her mouth. She got oh, a mouth. On she her. does have a mouth, and okay. it's... I mean, she had a mouth in the show, so she I did. had to pay homage. <laughs> like, she's the one who, even if you're someone who she's supposed to care about, she talks to you sideways. She just... She has a whole nephew in that show, and she just does him dirty all the time. <laughs> yes! So it's just like that. That's who, that's who she is and how she is, most likely because of the environment of the empire and growing up like you're told that this is your family now but also you're all cannon fodder and you can climb by getting rid of each other so it, it was a very messed up way of being like these are the people you're most loyal to but at the same time if you need to advance you can toss them out a window um so just that dynamic with them because you kind of see it play out where you, there's a whole lot of teasing 
but I love like the, their fight at the end of the splash page where you see that they had worked out where, yeah, this is my sister. And we have this relationship. It's the only relationship we could have under these circumstances, but I'm a defender. Like Diva D defends um, K and X from the things that are attacking them. K defends D and X from like, they have each other's back mm -hmm. up until what raised them to be for each other now pits them against each other. Right. And right. that's kind of how society likes to try and do anyway. Um, so it's very, just... it's very hunger game-ish. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause it, it would remind me like, especially when those training sessions and the, and the, the, the childlike mentalities that each one of them had, I'm just like, yeah, this is very hunger game-ish, but I like this ending. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the only thing that makes sense, especially for like, because the big thing that was the influence for this for with D popping up was the first episode where we get to meet Astronomer, where everyone's gathered and Rita and Diva Tox are arguing because Diva Tox has failed because Turbo, blah, blah, blah. And somebody shoots a ray, you know, at the other one and it goes across the room and everybody's like ducking, but Astronomer just catches just like in the palm of her hand. And it's just like, really? Like that's the look on her face as we're doing this right now. And everyone's like, Diva talks like, oh, who's that? And she's like, it's Astronomer, Princess of Evil. And Astronomer like regards them. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, so you know who these people are, even if they don't know who you are. So it made sense for me to have this animosity between Astronomer and Diva Talks that just seems to be out of nowhere. It's, you know, that thing that a lot of 90s shows and books and movies, like if there's more than one girl, they're going to fight just because, you know, mm -hmm. that's a thing that people like to do. You can't have two girls in the story without them being mean to each other. Um, so I gave them a, a reason for that animosity is they have a whole history, right? And Diva Tox has forgotten it because uh, Astronomer put her in a blender, but <laughs> she did, she did. And Astronomer, the only one out of the two of them, like the minions aren't going to really say anything about it because they're the minions, right? But right. the only one who really remembers from that moment who aren't like the top, like Ecliptor, Darkonda, and Dark Spectre is Astronema. And you see that when she just walks past D in the last panel and she's like, K is done. So I have no ties to you. I We're not going to talk about this ever again. So that was... Yeah, that, that, I, there was so much I wanted to do with them and I'm, I'm so happy I got to do it. Let me tell you something. I mean, that was literally my next question. I mean, this is about 40 some odd pages of pacing that is wonderful. There is, and then you're going back, you know, back in time, coming to now, the parallels and everything. Was there anything that you wish you had more pages or more space to elaborate a bit better i wish i had more time to spend with the kids as a unit mm. i wish i got to do more day of life day in the life of you know type things with them because all we see them in is either training or fighting each other training or fighting each other or on a mission mm -hmm. and it would be great. You kind of get a hint of it where, you know, after the first fight where they all fight each other and David 
D kicks case, but um, you kind of get a hint at it where X is like, you got to show me that move. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it after dinner. Like in the ring, they do each other dirty, but they really did kind of take to heart this, these are the people who will fight for you and die beside you and you need to act accordingly. But also be prepared because if you have to, you need to be able to toss someone out a window, like I said. Right, right. So I would have loved to have been able to explore that and see more of the relationship between them as a group, as their little unit, but also between Astronema and D in particular, or Astronema and X and Astronema and Mal, just to see how they each have their own relationships with her and with each other. That would have been something that I would really would have enjoyed exploring. Um, exploring more about Ecliptor and how he came to, you know, this, this, this robot who was built to serve, right? He's built to serve and how he ends up essentially going against his most basic programming because he's developed an attachment to this we thing. And this isn't the first time, like in my head, this isn't the first time he's had an apprentice that he's trained and has, you know, gone on to serve the empire, right? But for some reason, this is the one that gets under his plate, not skin, but it gets under, <laughs> right? It gets under, his, it gets under, yeah, his, his version of skin. His epidermis. Yes. And it's like, well, why? And it's like, well, it makes sense that, you know, Darkonda being, he's the one who also has mouth. Um, like, y'all, like yo, I never wanted to like punch a villain in the face so much. He <laughs> <Darkonda>. has a <laughs> mouth to listen. Diva talks had a mouth, but Darkonda just oh, he has well, a mouth. I wonder where she learned it from. Right. Shoot. So it's um, I I wanted to if I could I would spend more time on showing that he took a liking to astronomer because he saw what he was dealing with in a with you know. Darkonda and the other generals, because there are other generals, even though I didn't get it. And I would like to be able to explore the other generals as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and sees that Astronomer is dealing with that with her peers and their fates are directly tied to each other. If, if she goes down, he goes down. So it starts off for very selfish reasons that he wants her to succeed. But now it's like they underestimate you just like they underestimate me. We will show them. Right, you know, right, which is which is uh, which I love how that turned out, and and as I'm reading through this and being excited that this is tying into the current Power Rangers comic that is being written by Ryan Parrott. There's a lot of comics called Power Rangers, so I have to be very specific. (laughs) There are so many. Uh, There's so many. However, uh. Did you have to work with Ryan in order to be able to make sure that everything was tied in as it should have been or? No, I got the directive that whatever you want to do, the last panel, they need to be heading to Onyx. That is that okay. is the directive that I got. I was given free reign. Because okay. um, I... Uh, immediately I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take stuff from all these shows that I have liked, like Sailor Moon. And cause there were, there were family dynamics from Sailor Moon that kind of show up here as well. Cause you had the different families of villains that were in Sailor Moon in particular, 
the gems where you had like Prince Diamond and Sapphire and Emerald and all of them, if you mm-hmm. watched Sailor Moon. Um, so those dynamics were also playing out because it was, yes, we're a family and we clearly care about each other and we worry about each other, but if I need to, I'm going to slit your throat to get done. <laughs> so it, it was just things that had influenced me as a kid and as a fan including this season. Like this was the first time like everybody else is like, Oh, well, you know, brainwash sibling or close friend. And now in the MCU, we got Bucky, you know, the winter soldier. But for me, it was astronomer and Andros was mm-hmm. the first time I saw that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this person has been brainwashed into fighting their own twin. What? This is amazing. You know, <laughs> 10 year old me was like geeking out about the storytelling aspects. So I, I just, I was given free reign and I wanted to do stuff that I had loved seeing in both the Power Rangers show and other shows that were an influence. And um, I would, like I said, I would love to do it again. And I was just told they need to go to Onyx. Onyx has to be in the ending so it can connect to the next thing. And I was like, bet. (laughs) That's the only thing I have to do? Yeah, we about to play. And play indeed you did. I have to thank you for coming on the show and just expounding your knowledge, your wisdom. And uh, I I enjoy your tweets. Like, please stay you, stay true. And again, you can pick up Power Rangers Unlimited, Air to Darkness, right now. It's out today, right now. Go ahead, go get it, cop it. Uh, and I guess lastly, before we go, as a black woman, I, I, it's, I'm not going to cry. So as a black woman, I am so ecstatic that you are now, like, now part of like the Power Ranger family, right? Oh, like the, like, I'm just so over the moon ecstatic and I just wanted to ex- uh, express my appreciation for your work Thank and you. your contributions and I too hope that this is not the last time that you will be writing for Power Rangers so boom yeah. I'm just saying boom <laughs> let's make it happen we, Listen, we I got this. some ideas <laughs> I got some ideas I would love to I'm, I'm all the way here for it especially after all the, the possibilities after uh, Shattered Grid with the alternate universes and stuff. Just let turn me loose to do just random stuff. It doesn't even have to connect to the main mythos. It could be an alternate universe. I don't care. I'm 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 here for it. I'm here for it too. I'm here for it too. Thank you so much, Elle. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Denise Downer was a black woman who wrote a bunch of power, um episodes for Beast cool. Morphers, right? Cool. Uh, so you're the second black woman, as Got far it. as I know, because there are some names I looked up as writers and I couldn't find their pictures, but they didn't look like black names to me. So I was just like, <laughs> anyway, whatever, <laughs> we're going to claim it. Um, and you're the third black person, period. Wow. To write for comics. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, because we, um, Jamal Campbell wrote a, like a, wrote a, a short story for one of the annuals. Okay, And yes. then Robert L. Washington wrote way back, like the earlier comics, wrote a few um, issues from one of the comics. Yeah, yeah. So 
Okay. Yes, yes. Wow. But no, there's only a handful. Like, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six black people, period, who have ever written for Power Rangers thus far, according to my research. According to my research. But but no, but you are still... You, you still history Look, first black I'm, woman black queen okay? i'm here for it black queen like i said i was like i that's why when i because when i was like don't quote me on it i don't know i'm not 110 percent sure yes so but yeah when they told me for comments i was like yeah yeah and he was like no i think forever and i was like i don't know i forever at first of all that's 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 too much um, <laughs> Second of all, I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know anything. I'm somebody. But you are, but you, you are the second. You are. Hey. You are the second black. Jeez. Per, no, third black comic Percy. writer, period. Yeah. Period. Man. Period. So you, you get, look, let me tell you something. Toot that horn, okay? <laughs> Just introduce yourself as a uh, first black woman ever to write for Power Rangers. Uh... You know, like people, people carry their Academy Award winning, Grammy Look. Award winning, Look. you know, first black woman comic writer for Power Rangers. Just, you know, I'm just add that in there. I'm gonna add that in there. <laughs> yes. But thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thank you.